Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is the Walking by Faith Podcast. I am Mark Hawks. I want to thank you so much for being here with me again today. I want to go to the ninth chapter of the book of St. John. But before I do that, I want to read here a verse and a chapter from the book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 18. And it says, Open thou my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. So let's go to the book of St. John, chapter 9, verse 1. Very familiar passage. A beautiful miracle here that happens to a man that was born blind. And he reads in verse 1, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did send this man or his parents that he was born blind? Well, that would have been the question that I would have asked. That's been the well, that's been the age-old question forever since time began. Why is someone born this way? Or why are some born with handicaps or things of that nature? But this man was born blind. And in verse 3, when they asked the question, this is what Jesus, this is how he answers it. Jesus answered, you know, they pointed the fault with his parents for the sin. But Jesus answered and said, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So in verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spit on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sin. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Verse 8. And the neighbors, therefore, which when they had seen him that, that was blind, they said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Verse 9. And some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, But now the blind man himself, he says, I am he. I am the one. So I want to go to the Lord in prayer here and ask the Lord for his blessings upon the reading of his word. Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you. Once again, we are so blessed. We have more blessings than we can count. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us and you have kept us. We thank you, Lord, that you've given to us the Word of God, your Word, to guide us. Heavenly Father, we pray, bless the reading of your Word this day. We ask it in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we see here a miracle, nothing but a point-blank miracle. And David said in that Psalm 119, Open thou my eyes. I pray every day that the Lord opens my eyes. And I pray that the Lord opens my ears. And I pray that in doing so, when my eyes are open and when my ears are open, my heart also will be open. We find here nothing short of a complete miracle. One of the most profound miracles that Christ ever did. He's not the only blind man that he gave the sight to, but in a unique way, they asked him the question, why is he born blind? And he spit on the ground and put that mud on his eyes and told him. He said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And the Bible says in verse 7, he went. He did two things. He went. The voice of the Lord Jesus. That's all That's all he knew. That's all he knew to follow. He didn't see Christ because he, at this time he was still blind. And the Bible says that he went and he washed and he came seeing. Do you remember the time, the day, the moment when the light came on in your life? I remember the time, the day, hour, the minute, right down to the last second almost, when the Spirit of God come into my heart and I realized 
that I was lost and undone without God or His Son. When He reached way down, way down for me. He was looking for us. We weren't looking for Him. God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was looking for us. We were not looking for Him. Thank God for that. So we find here in the book, in the Bible, it says the neighbors are the first ones that draw the attention to him. I can imagine he must have been a shouting up a storm. He'd never seen anything. He'd never seen a sunset, a sunrise. He'd never had even seen his parents' face. He'd never seen anything. Everything had to be described to him. And he had to imagine it inside of his mind. And he had to have a picture inside of his mind. But now he can see. And his neighbors, verse 8, is not this he that was born blind, set and begged? That's all he could do. That's all a blind man could do in those days. It's set and beg because the whole world was made up of nothing but darkness but jesus said this in verse 5 he said as long as i'm in the world i am the light of the world he still is the light of the world what joy and happiness and deliverance he brought to this blind man takes me back to the time when i first received my sight there in verse 10 the neighbors asked him therefore said they when he said i am he i'm the one Therefore said they unto him, How were thy eyes open? In verse 11, he answered and he said, This is going to be the first time, this is going to be the first time he answers the question when somebody asks him how he came to see. This is going to be one time of about five or six times that they're going to ask him the same question. He, he answered and said, Verse 11, a man that is called Jesus, a man named Jesus, came into my life. If you're a saint of God, you know, you know that a man named Jesus came into your life and you came to the crossroads and you called upon him because he's merciful and he's gracious. A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool. All I heard was a voice. His name is Jesus. He told me to go to the pool, a salome, and wash. And I went and I washed and I received my sight. This is not going to be the last time he's going to give out testimony. And then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I, I don't know. They asked him, Where is this man that is that is restored your sight to you? He said, I do not know. Verse 13. And they brought to the Pharisees. So they take him, I guess they take him. It says they brought to the Pharisees. They bring him to the Pharisees, I'm assuming, from there. That was blind. They, so they take him to the Pharisees, to the, to the higher authority. And verse 14, it says that it was on the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Verse 15, then again the Pharisees also asked how he had received his sight. He said unto them, it's the second time he's asked again. He's asked now by, first by his neighbors and now by the Pharisees, how he had received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon my eyes, I washed and I do see. Verse 16, therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Notice that's the only thing that stands out with him. We know this man's not a man of God, but he couldn't be a prophet of God because he breaketh the Sabbath day. That's the only thing that they focused on. Some people will strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Lord, open my eyes that I might be able to see. You know, I'm so thankful of the many wrecks that I see on the interstate every day, every week. It is just unbelievable how some people manage to do those things. And sometimes somebody else can just do something that can cause a chain reaction. I realize that somebody has to do something wrong on the interstate to cause you to, maybe you have to get out of the way or whatever. Maybe you can't get out of the way, but it's nothing but, but the providence and the, and the mercy of God that I've never been involved in any major accidents, knock on wood. But it's been nothing but by the grace of God. When I see those things, I breathe a prayer and I say, Lord, please don't let anybody be dead. And Lord, I'm also thankful that it's not me involved in the accident. So they said, He is not of God. He keepeth not the Sabbath.
what they others said. Now notice the question comes up, and this question comes up, and this would be what I would ask. How can a man that is a sinner do this? And there was a division among them. Verse 17. They say unto the blind man again, What saith thou of him? They ask him again. He has opened my eyes. He said, the blind man said he is a prophet. They just don't get the answer. When they put the question forth, they don't get the answer that they want. The world doesn't get the answer that they want. They keep asking the question, Why Jesus? Why is he the only way? Why? Why? Can't I go my way? Can't I do this? Can't I do that? No. Jesus himself said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, straight and narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal life. Wide and broad is the way that leads to destruction. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor that he should taste death for every man. Christ died for all because all were in sin. But he threw out the lifeline to every one of us. He said, he that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. But he also warned and he said, if you believe that I'm not he, you shall die in your sins. And where I am, there you cannot go. Verse 18, But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight. And then they called the blind man's parents in verse 18. Verse 19, And they asked them, saying, Is this your son? Point blank, straight question. Whom you say was born blind. How then now does he see? So they Pharisees, they being the observers of the law that they are, Needless to say, they've added on so many other things. They've put more weight upon people, made it more difficult for them to find the truth. They called his parents. How does he now see, they ask in verse 19. His parents answered and said unto them, We know that this is our son. Of course they know that's his son. They know whose child this is. They know their son. We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. Verse 21. By what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who has opened his eyes? We know not. He is of age. Ask him, and he shall speak for him. You know, the hardest thing for people to understand and grasp is the truth. You know why? Because the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians, there's many ways to be blind. Not just physically, but there's ways of being blind spiritually. People in this world, the God of this age, which is Satan. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them which believe. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 18, it talks about spiritual darkness and spiritual blindness. Paul wrote and said, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Notice the Bible says, the blindness of their heart. Jesus said in St. John, chapter 5, verse 34, You sent unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. But I received not testimony from man, but the, the things which I say, I say that you might be saved. Jesus said, I do not receive a testimony from man. The Bible tells us here in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart, their foolish heart was darkened. When your heart is dark, you can't see and you can't hear. The Bible tells us in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, that Moses went up on Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. And he came walking down from the mountain, from Mount Sinai, carrying the Ten Commandments, one on each hand. And the Bible says in chapter 34, he came down from Mount Sinai and he knew not that his skin of his face was shining. When he came down from the mountain, he had been with God in the presence of the Shekinah glory of God, and his face was lit up, white, shining, so that Aaron and the rest of the people of Israel could not approach Moses because the light was so bright. 
Wouldn't that be wonderful if we had such a bright testimony? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we lived, we lived so close to Christ that people could see, see Christ? You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts, it said in one place, it said, they perceived that these men were ignorant and unlearned men, but they perceived, they knew that the disciples, the apostles, Peter, James, and John, and the apostle Paul, that they had been with Jesus. Paul wrote about that face of Moses' shining in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For in that which is done away was glorious. Now that which was which was done away with was Moses and the light shining upon his face. That was glorious, but it was done away with. Much more, that which remains is glorious. What remains that is glorious? The New Testament, the blood atonement, Christ dying upon the cross, our mediator, our high priest. In verse 12 he says, Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech and not as Moses which put a veil over his face but their minds were blinded Paul writes and says here that the people of God their minds were blinded their hearts were darkened and in verse 15 he says but even until this day when Moses is read the veil is upon their heart there's many ways of being blind not just physically but also spiritually so the parents spoke and said he is of age ask him verse 22 these words spoke his parents because they feared the Jews for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ they would be put out of the synagogue. They would be excommunicated. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Verse 24, then again, called they, the man that was blind, was blind. Glory be to God, was blind. No wonder amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Sounds so good to a born-again Christian. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. In verse 25, he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or not, he said, I don't know. He said, But one thing I do know, wherein I was blind, wherein I was blind. A world of darkness. Now I can see. Verse 26. Then said they unto him again, How he opened thy eyes. How many times has he answered that simple question? A man called Jesus. Verse 27. He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore will you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Oh, boy, did that make the Pharisees mad. Verse 28. And they reviled him, and they said, Art thou his disciple? But we are Moses' disciples. Here they are. We're Moses' disciples. We know that God's spoken to Moses. As for this fellow we do not know from whence he is verse 31 now we know that god heareth not sinners he hears a sinner's prayer if it's a prayer of repentance but if any man be a worshiper of god and doeth his will him he heareth verse 32 outstanding verse since the world began was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind verse 35 this blind man's got to be so happy and so full of joy that the world of darkness is behind him and he lives in a world where he can see see God's creation and see his Lord and Savior that opened his eyes. Verse 35, he meets Jesus again. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. They excommunicated him. Why? Because he received a miracle. A man that was born blind has his eyes open. Is that any reason to excommunicate him? According to the Pharisees it is. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? Verse 36, he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Verse 37, and Jesus said unto him, You have both seen him, and it is he that talks with you right now. Verse 38, and he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that they which see might not see, and they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words that Jesus said, and they said, Are we blind also? And Jesus said in verse 41, He said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin, but now you say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. 
piercing words that cut sharp words that cut right to the hearts of the Pharisees because they refused to believe. They refused to believe on the Son of God. I do want to thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for letting me share just a little bit of the gospel with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings. Lord, bless those that have heard it today. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.